This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Hey everybody and welcome to the new live show with me and Joel. I'm Sal and this is Joel. Uh, if you check out the description box below this video, you will see a link to Cape Joel's YouTube channel. I advise you to give it a look and possibly also a subscribe. Uh, check thank it you, out thank and, you. You know, patronize this good man and his, wor- and his wares. Aww. Uh, uh, you touched my heart. I've been working really hard on that one. I've had a new video like every week this week for Cape right. Joel. And also big thanks to uh, Nick Goldman, Goldman Vision, because he actually gave me a bunch of brand new artwork and a brand new banner. So Cape Joel doesn't look like crap anymore. Nice. That's that's excellent. I didn't think it looked like crap. I just think it, I just think it could have used a sprucing up, which I believe it did. And excellent work. D- doesn't look as good as comic pop. If, if people couldn't tell, I'm not a graphic designer. That is not <laughs> that is not one of the skills I rolled for in D&D. Right. Neither am I. But thankfully, I am dating one and she is, uh, you know, blows me away every every time we do something new. She's like, here's something amazing that you would have spent a crap load of money on. A, a lady of many talents. It's true. Uh, I just wanted to give people a quick prelude to this show. Uh, obviously, the weekly poll is not in session today. We're not using their Twitch channel, just because I don't want them to think that we're trying to supersede the weekly <laughs> poll in any way. We're not trying to subvert them as well. No. Uh, and by them, of course, I mean us, because we are part of the weekly poll. And uh, the, the fact is, we just got off of uh, Baltimore Comic-Con. I would talk about it, but I will not, because that is something for an episode of the weekly poll that I want to save, because not only was I there, but also Rob and Benny and Eris from Variant was there. Uh, so that'll be a really fun episode. Hopefully we can even get Eris to come by and, uh, and, and give his two cents on the experience. But as a result, and what happens oftentimes when you're on... Uh, when you're in a uh, in a con setting and you get back to it, is is uh, we got we everyone got sick. <laughs> <laughs> the con crud is real, man. The con flu. One of these days, I keep saying I need to make a convention survival guide, and one of the things is Purell, man. Yeah, I know it sounds lame, but Purell will save your life in a con setting. It's true. You also need to, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of do's and don'ts with cons. We should definitely do like a thing where we just talk about that because it's it's absolutely necessary. Um, stay rested, stay hydrated. Yep, and shower for the love of God. Um, and don't just think that hygiene ends with the shower. You also gotta brush <laughs> your teeth and floss because, uh, you know, you if you're you're in a close quarter with people when you're breathing, you know, yeah. everyone can experience it. And don't think just because you're around 100,000 people at once that you could just fart wherever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't do the whoever smelt it, dealt it. You can't just blame it on the person next to you. Yeah. Yeah, don't blame it on the dog. It was it was you. We know it. It was it was you, and everybody knows it. That's right. Don't blame it on the furries. It was you. <laughs> <laughs> Which oh man. Which yeah. oh man. A- a- every con. I l- I love it. I took a cameraman one year yeah. to a con who wasn't really nerdy, but he was like a guy I knew from high school who I carpooled with, who I was able to get. Right. Uh, and it was so funny. Because this guy, he had never really seen stuff like that before. And, like, when I was going around schmoozing and, like, trying to hand out business cards, he was, like, people watching. And he had one of the best moments of, what's that? Right. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, you see, friend, that's what you call a furry. And this uh, is a furry <laughs> in its natural habitat. Yes. I, uh, I, I was always very... Uh kind of like almost deliberately naive when it came to like seeing furries in regular cons. Um, 
just because in the very beginning, you know, I knew about furries and I knew that they had their own conventions and that they mm-hmm. they go all out, but I wasn't really I never can I never uh credited them with money or talent. <laughs> and that was, you know, my prejudice of course, but like when I first like hit New York Comic Con, I remember people walking around in these like full on like it looked like fucking all dogs go to heaven like come to life and i'm like that is really impressive and someone's like he has sex in that costume and i'm like oh that's a furry right on good for you like but he's got a hidden zipper like yikes i mean to each his own or or their own hey man let your uh let your freak flag fly like john lennon said whatever gets you through the night it's all right that's right that's right uh, so with that in mind, let's move on to our topic of the day. I talked with Joel earlier about this and I'm like, Hey, what do you say we talk about this? I have, n- well, there's no rhyme or reason to this, but I thought like, while this is comic pop, while caped Joel is steeped in superheroes and comic books, uh, we shouldn't just limit the comic pop live show to comic books and superheroes in general. While and you cartoons are probably, and stuff. Yeah. And cartoons and so forth. Yeah, and we tested the waters of the cartoons. That went really well, over well. So I thought, like, playing on the whole nostalgia factor, but maybe keeping it within the last decade or so and kind of talking about phenomenons and seeing mm-hmm. where this conversation goes. I thought we'd talk about video stores. Great idea. Uh, because video stores are uh, something that are very near and dear to my heart. Uh, before, Same. Before I, got a, before I decided, like, hey, I'm going to do comic book channels, or before I decided, hey, I'm going to make comic books, I wanted to make movies. And what Joel and I were talking about during the pre-show was every, every and this is this is by the way I'm sure that this is the experience for both genders but speaking on behalf of a man or a boy man boy if you will <laughs> uh, I will say that in every young man's life there's a time when you watch Pulp Fiction and it completely changes your life and it makes you into something else and whether you're a fan or not you know you watch Pulp Fiction and all of a sudden all doors are opened and uh, yep. for me I remember the before Pulp Fiction my older brother said. Uh, I was about 13 or so, and, they were, and my older brother was like, well, whatever you do, don't let him watch Reservoir Dogs, because it'll, <laughs> it'll ruin him. And uh, so, of course, naturally, I ran out and watched it, which I guess was his plan. Good old reverse psychology is what that is. Yeah, and uh, not only was Reservoir Dogs a great stage play come to life on film, but uh, it's also uh, a great way to trick young, aspiring creative types into thinking they can make movies. That and Clerks are great like uh just just bear traps of makes it look so easy all doesn't? you gotta do is just get a couple of like similar suits throw them into one location and just think you're really clever and just then, point a camera at it just talk about life and stuff and it'll be so easy and then you'll get awards and get to go to film festivals and everyone right. will love it that's right and uh you know not true all the time uh but quentin tarantino's kind of humble beginning start in a video store. It's and true. Robert Rodriguez, too, that whole 90s film explosion where a lot of guys who came from the video stores. Yep, just direct access to movies and getting to watch them and having a lot of downtime, just watch whatever and everything. Uh, Rodriguez, Tarantino, Kevin Smith himself as well. Uh, many different uh, 30-somethings or 40-somethings had humble beginnings in video stores. I guys never... who got to grow up on the classics of film, but also got to grow up on the junk food and the schlock and the B-movies, and that's very clear in their work. Oh, yeah, very much. And in fact, you just, like, you had access to everything, and you had no discerning opinions. It's just you 
and an endless, seemingly endless library of movies at your disposal. Mm -hmm. So you can watch whatever you want, even if it was going to look like garbage. And uh, yeah, as as you can tell from our show Back Issues, I have a very uh, judgmental personality. And so when (laughs) when I would hang out with my friends, we would... We actually uh, did a show. Even this is we we created a YouTube show before YouTube existed. <laughs> we were good like ten years before YouTube came out, where we were like, we would walk around the video store and shoot ourselves just, t- just grabbing videos off the rack, which is you know the name of another great show on our channel, and yeah. um, but pulling video store videos off the rack and going like, what are they doing? And, you know, like, look at this. And do I have to say more? Do, do producers think that we'll just pay money to see anything? And just literally ripping into movies we hadn't seen and had no context for, but just looking at the cover being like, this is garbage and here's why. You know, that's way too funny because I have a very similar story. I was a total blockbuster rat of my day. Didn't actually work in the store, but knew who, everyone who did work there and was friends with them. And I would basically be... Randall from Clerks and I would just sit there and hang out and eventually they'd be like hey can you watch the counter while I go to the bathroom and in fact I was you know much like you was you know very cynical and very like oh man I'm a a teenager who's seen a bunch of movies I know everything that's going on it was there that I actually got the handle the DVD grouch which is of course my Twitter handle and my old channel handle and everything else that's where the name actually comes from that's amazing that's where it totally came from that's where it was born yeah we, uh, I'll tell you, man, like the, the experience of watching videos or of going to video stores, filming ourselves, uh, wanting to make movies and watching movies would have been the creation. Like comic pop would have been something else. It would have probably <laughs> been called our, our show, which literally no internet. So we went to public access, which is like oh, the internet nice, only nice. for, you know, for like a thousand people. And they didn't want to air it because they were like, you curse in this show you i don't really understand what the show is supposed to be which is you know like every youtube show when you try to explain it to your parents it's true and uh and so you you, you feel like a maniac you feel like a crazy yeah. person when you yeah. try and explain your favorite youtube shows to anyone above the age of like 30 oh man like we should we should actually do an episode where we talk about youtube in general or being on youtube or here's a subject that i've always wanted to talk about and we'll, we'll hopefully we'll get to it in a, in a little while but it's the idea of current celebrity and classic celebrity. Mm. The idea of, uh, you know, when, uh, when, for example, we went to Baltimore, a few people came by and said hello and thought we were awesome. And it was really, really humbling and amazing to run into some people who were like, I watch your show. That's friggin' awesome. Uh, that concept would be lost on my parents or on my friends who don't watch the channel. Uh, like, South Park did a perfect episode on right. this. Right. Yeah, but PewDiePie. Like, yeah, saying PewDiePie is a god. His thing reaches more people than any show on television. Yep. To a bunch of kids of a certain age, he is the biggest celebrity that they know of. Yeah. And, 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 he, and he didn't go to school for anything. He's not in a movie. He's not like a household name, but to a certain level of people. Yeah. He's the biggest goddamn thing. Like, he's That's bigger right. than Tom Cruise, you That's know. Right. He's bigger than Samuel L. Jackson. And you're right, the whole paradigm of fame is changing so much. Yeah, well, because... And the thing that really crystallized it for me was, I and I don't I deliberately don't memorize these people's names, <laughs> uh, but this dumb bitch 
on <laughs> good one on some stupid news show where she interviews celebrities. Uh, and she did an interview with Charlie Sheen right when he was having his meltdown. T- tiger blood, Vatican assassin. His his tiger blood scene where he or his, his tiger blood uh, interview where he talked about uh, you know like. I am on a drug. It's called Charlie Sheen. <laughs> if you if you borrowed my brain, boom, can't handle it. You can't handle it. Yeah, like I am. <laughs> that, by the way, spectacular interview. Yes, Love that implosion of a human being. So good. The, it, the remix they did at Auto Tune the news of yes. that. Yes. Thank you, uh, Shmo Yoho, for that amazing remix. Just, mm, just so, so good. Spectac- I yeah. Th- there a lot like they they kind of stopped dropped off, but like uh, Dame drops. Uh, Charlie Sheen, um, the the uh, backing up lady, those were all double rainbow, all on my uh, i on my iPod when I had As one. As they should be. I used to have an iPod. Uh, now I, I I forgivably don't have an iPod, but not because I want to be hip, but more because the damn thing's battery fucking died <laughs> because I, I, it's I so know. old and outdated. I don't own an Apple device because I don't want Apple to own my soul. But that being said, I see people with their iPods with all their comics that they can load on, and I'm really jealous. You know, I uh, I download comics occasionally onto the ones that I purchase through Comicsology.com uh, mm. onto my Android device, and I have a Note three, and it's just this brick of a phone. And even then, I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, I need to read a comic on either a larger screen or in a book form. Um, but getting back to the celebrity thing. Um, she Wheel interviewed Charlie Sheen, and then a few days or a few weeks later, I don't remember what, how much, but it wasn't too much time between that, she interviewed Rebecca Black after the Friday song. Oh, um, my. Like a gazillion. And th- I saw both interviews, or at least the snippets that were available to me that I felt the need to watch. Because who watches all the news nowadays? No. no. Well, that's not news. I... Pardon me. I will watch the news, but I will not watch a, like a forty-five minute interview with Charlie Sheen or Rebecca Black for that. <laughs> it's true. I've got too much time and too much self-respect. Yeah, John Oliver uh, has a new clip on YouTube. I'm going to watch before this, so move on. Uh, and they're amazing, everyone. Oh my god, no! John Oliver has has stolen the Daily Show. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's funny, uh, the, the new one with Trevor Noah premiered last night. I haven't watched it yet, but I plan to. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. I have no interest. So I like Trevor Noah. He's a funny guy. He has a really good documentary about his life in South Africa cool. on uh, on Netflix. I've only seen his stand-up, but I'm like, no. <laughs> There's a bit of a cultural divide there, because it's like he was just starting to break in when they gave him The Daily Show. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but yes, back to the news show. Right, but back to the news. So, so she's interviewing Rebecca Black, and the level of interview, uh, respect, quality, and questioning was so different. And the woman had just this—you could tell there was an argument before mm-hmm. she did the interview, and you could tell that she lost the argument <laughs> that she didn't want to do this. She's like. Well, who is Rebecca Black? I've never heard that name before. Like, what, was she one of the Brat Pack? Was she, like, <laughs> is she some kind of pop singer? And they're like, no, she's this rich girl from the West Coast who, uh, whose parents paid to get her this music video, and then they put it out, and it's fucking horrible, and everyone in the world's watched it. And so we have her, and we'd like to interview her and ask her about her feelings about being an overnight celebrity. And she's, you could tell her concept of celebrity defines who she is. And... She was so resentful of Rebecca Black being in the same chair that Charlie Sheen was in not a few nights before that she her line of questioning were things like, so do you think you're good? 
at singing? Do you think that you do you think you deserve this level of attention that you're getting? And it was like, first of all, the girl's 15 years old. Give her a fucking break. And <laughs> she doesn't all, she doesn't want anything right now. Yeah. She can't even drive yet. Like, yes, she's like, look, her family approved the interview with whatever your shitty network was. I get it. Um, and I would too, if I was like an overnight sensation, like this idiot from Jersey's pants fell down and it got 16 million views and here he, <laughs> here he is now the human clown. Like, you know, they'd be like, so are you a clown? No, I'm not a clown, but I am on television right now. And so that's enough for me. <laughs> Comicpop.net, everybody. Uh, yeah, really. Like, be that sure to plug you know, that. As I'll take can. it. But, uh, but you could tell she was so angry because the, the concept of celebrity, like, well, you didn't, you weren't in three movies in 1988 and then had a drug meltdown and then yeah. were on a crappy television show. You For didn't years, earn this. And the, like, no, no one earns it. There's no such thing. Like the, the concept of a celebrity today, I feel like good. Like for me, the celebrity is dead and now it's more like everyone can be a celebrity. It's and true. I think that idea rattles a lot of cages and makes a lot of people oh, really uncomfortable. Especially the old guard and all the money men and the power producers. They're like, we don't know how to make money off this. It's like, it, it's like when TV, it, it, well, another example of that is like when you see um, late night shows put on their clips on YouTube and they need to, and they think that they need to record end bumpers where they have to drive subscriber base. And Conan is, Conan's, an amazing comedian. He's a hilarious host. He's one of the best for me. He's the Johnny. He, I never watched Johnny Carson when I grew up. So he is Johnny Carson to me. Uh, and the man has an inordinate amount of respect for the genre, for the format, mm -hmm. for what he does. He really fucking respects television. He really respects late night, that format. And he really respects comedy. Wrote some for, of the best episodes of the Simpsons. And he write, and he wrote fucking the monorail. So, uh, but the fact is the man thoroughly resents needing to be part of the internet culture and being relevant in that world. He really does. Like, you can see with those video game Let's Plays videos he does. The video game Let's Plays, I saw him bowl against the Nerdist. I remember. That was a good one. I remember An Amazing that. episode. I'm really happy that he won because uh, I hate Chris Harwick. And uh, Okay, that's another thing we'll have to have off, Mike. But okay. I hate Chris Harwick. He's, he is great. I remember him from Singled Out. I see. Yeah. Uh, so was... whenever I see Chris Howard being like, "Hey, welcome to at tonight or at midnight," I'm like, "Yeah, you used to be with you used to be second banana to Jenny McCarthy on a dating show on NPV. House of a Thousand Corpses. That was another thing he was in. Yes, episodes was. of CSI. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's another. That's funny because like I think Carson. I think uh, I think uh, whatever the hell his name is. I just forgot his name. Uh, Chris Conan. Howard, uh clawed his way to fame, the same way that like Charlie Sheen might have. And if he were born 15 years later, he would have had to just make a YouTube channel and that would have been it for him. Like, well, well, gee, well, G Sal, it sounds like you don't want to get invited on to the Nerdist, the biggest podcast on the internet. No, I'm saying like the man, like I have an inordinate amount of respect for him. I just like, he, 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 he gets to me sometimes. Um, and I have been on the Nerdist, so. Mm. That's right. You man. Told me that. I forgot about that. Yeah. You were on a show that was on the Nerdist. I was on a show that was on the Nerdist. If you guys ever check it out, go to Comic Book Club. They used to be YouTubers. And then the Nerdist needed some comic book guys, so they just bought them and then put them on their channel. And uh, so there's an episode, It's and it, our names are all over it. So if you Google Comic Pop and Comic Book Club, you will you will find it. Uh, and Here. don't watch their old shows because it, it's it, it will look very familiar. It's three guys on a couch talking about comics. It's the same 
It's literally the same show <laughs> with a completely different message slash format slash personalities. Walking Brad had a good one in the comment section <laughs> saying that he still knows him from Attack of the Show. You're right. Attack he was a show. better he was a better host of that show. I liked it when him and Allison Hayslip would take over for Pereira and Olivia Munn. Those, those were my were favorite episodes of those. Yes. Uh, and those two had a great chemistry. Apropos that, I when I watched Attack of the Show, I loathed Pereira. I watch his new live show, The Attack, and I mm -hmm. really like it. Yeah, you could tell he was being hamstrung by That's that. That's the thing. Like, yeah. they were making him do a lot of shit he didn't want to do. And when his personality finally got on display, it's like, oh, okay. Like, oh, you know, it turns out he was just, like, forced to puppet whatever they wanted. And that's too bad. Like, good on him. I, I, I withhold judgment on, on Kevin Pereira now. And, and um, you know, a, a perfect way to bring it full circle back to video stores, on Attack of the Show, they had a great segment on that hosted by Chris Gore called DV Doosday, where they yes. would talk about all the new releases that you could get at your video stores. Yes, exactly. I remember uh, that episode, and I think Chris Gore is going to be at Kamikaze, which a couple of us might actually be going to. Chris Gore followed me on Twitter, then stopped following me on Twitter. He followed I, me on Twitter and stopped following me, too. Why you got to be such a tease, Chris Gore? Yeah, we like you. Was he just like, was, is he looking for ideas? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe is he just like messing with people? Yeah, yeah, he's like, follow. Like, oh, you think you're big shit, but don't know. Unfollow. Gotcha. Damn. Um, so, yeah, video stores. Uh, I lived in them. I never mm. got a chance to work in them. I, I, really, I always wanted to work, really like I said. Yeah, like, like I said, I always kind of hung out on the outskirts. It was my generation. I remember like my last year of high school. When I was just about to try and enter the workforce, my local small town blockbuster closed down. And I'm just like, damn, guess I got to do this YouTube thing now, huh? Yeah. My, my glitzy career of blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, sitting behind a counter and renting pornography to people is always come to an end. Oh, but that's the thing about blockbuster, though. No, no oh, yeah. porn and nothing that goes against their weird religious code that's of conduct, right. which like I have a lot of good memories about blockbuster. But when we look back at blockbuster objectively, blockbuster was pretty shit. The actually. funny thing is I never actually rented videos from blockbuster because we didn't the blockbuster. The closest blockbuster to me was like 15 minutes up the road. And the nearest video store to me was Hollywood Video. Mm, see, is, I don't I don't think we had those in Canada. They're horrible. They're like I'm trying to think of a crappy knockoff. It's cuz yeah, I'm trying to think of a crappy knockoff of something It's the GoBots to the Transformers. Well, Actually, the Goabots came first, so technically the Transformers are the ripoffs. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, how's that working out for you there, uh, Leader One? Um, but no, uh, don't you know my name is Jiro Robo? <laughs> so yeah, no. Um, but Hollywood Video sucked, but I loved going because it was such a shitty video store. And that's the thing: you, it, we're, when we're talking about video stores, you know, Joel, you grew up with the Blockbuster. For me, I grew up with the shitty video store because Hollywood video wasn't always a shitty video store before Hollywood video came in. We had two video stores. There was one called video mania and there was another one called uh, easy video mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. video mania was the one in town. And that's the one I went to. And it was a, it was actually a converted firehouse that became a video store. And oh, a nice. Beautiful building, but just filled with tapes. And so of course that's, you know, tape video, video cassettes, uh, VHSs, And, uh, that was where I rented videos, and if I couldn't get to there, if either they were closed or they didn't have the video I wanted, I would go over the next town and go to Easy Video. Now, Easy Video had a porn section, and the porn section was hilarious because 
you know, did, did it have a beaded curtain that you had to go behind? It did not have a beaded curtain. It had double doors, like oh. the like the entrance to a saloon. <laughs> so and so, like it was just these double doors and porn. So you could see clearly in there, and you're like, <laughs> "What the fuck is that?" And then, but yeah, and then you just mosey on through like a cowboy to get into the porn. The only reason why I know why why I'm familiar with going through it is because my buddy Ben, who you know from Back Issues and Off the Rack and all those other shows that we do, uh, Ben worked at the Easy Video, and Ben oh, had no. a highly coveted job. I was a lifeguard. As a teenager in high school, oh. my mom was always my, my mom and dad were like, you need to work and get a job. And I'm like, OK, right on. And like when we fir the first job that they that I wanted to get was at a lake that we used to be uh, members of where they had a, a shack at the entrance to the lake and you had to check badges. I'm like, what a job. You watch TV and check badges in a little air conditioned box for six hours a day. I am <laughs> fucking on board. Do and, that. And I, I, I applied and my credentials were so great that I got bumped up to lifeguard. Which well, what I a trap that was where it's like, oh, you see, we get them in with the cushy job and yeah. then we make them lifeguard. Yeah, they didn't even, I didn't even get close to that guard shack. Uh, so I became a lifeguard, quit that job, became a lifeguard at the YMCA and in between those jobs kept being like, are there any hires at the video stores? <laughs> the people who worked at the video stores, all of them, Hollywood video, easy video, video mania, blockbuster, even blockbuster, the one 20, like 15, 20 minutes away. All of them had, uh, all the people who worked there had those jobs and held on to them like grim fucking death. Mm -hmm. They were like, Oh no, no, no. I know how sweet this job is. I hang out and watch movies all day. I want to become a film director someday. I don't have any prerequisite for that other than watching movies all the time. And this is the only way I can get paid to do that. Get paid, by the way, like four seventy-five, <laughs> But get paid nonetheless. I made significantly more being a lifeguard. Jeez, those are YouTube rights. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yeah, I'm back to that now. Actually, this is kind of like hearkening back to that. I finally am back. I'm, I'm home, finally. I'm making <laughs> I'm making chump change and talking about movies. Life just comes full circle, don't right. it? <laughs> That's right. Uh, but I love the shitty video store. And when we would like, I, my friends and I, we weren't like the the suburban explorers where we'd go into caves and look and like grab the weird New Jersey and look for landmarks. We didn't like the map. We were like, no, 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 just drive in a direction that we've never driven before and see what's there. And that's how we wound up in like places like Buttsville, New Jersey, with the flag lady. There's a lady on the side of the road who just sold all, every flag that existed. She had them. And, cool. uh, you know, Hot Dog Johnny's in Buttsville. Like we found all these different really awesome locations and some of them. And, and in every town... They had some shitty video store, and I was like, "Ooh, how do they do it? Do they have? Do they? Did they keep the the covers for the tapes, or did they throw those away and write them uh, nice, directly nice. on the tape?" That's always good. Yeah, and and so, but the shitty video store was always great because it had, you know, it it, it was always horribly maintained. They never vacuumed. They never cleaned the damn thing. The tapes were always never rewound. Of and course. Hey, but please be kind. Always rewind. That's right. Be kind. Rewind. Look back into your past so you can move tranquilly through your future. There you <laughs> the go. The best. That's the only good part of Men in Black Two. Yes, uh, it is. Actually, that's not true. The scene where Will Smith uh, is trying to decipher all the pictures in the pizzeria is also really, really funny. That's pretty good. Everything else is garbage. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville, man. Johnny, Johnny Knoxville. Knoxville. As a character that just leaves that movie at a point and they never go back to him. Good. He's like the Jar Jar Binks <laughs> of that movie, which is hard to imagine because there's three Jar Jar Binkses in that movie. 
It's true. It really the is. Fucking dog, the horrible female villain, Johnny Knoxville, and his himself. Like, oh my God. Even Zed was marginalized into a into a crap joke. Like, yeah, he was. What a waste. That's, yeah, that, there's a there's a topic for another day. Horrible sequels. Oh yeah. Well, that's just yeah. <laughs> but uh, but as far as video stores are concerned, what uh, any other like fond memories or experiences uh, oh, going absolutely. to or hanging out in? Oh yeah, hundreds. I mean, you know, video stores for me were always a family affair. I remember getting picked up from school on Tuesday, going over to the Blockbuster, and you know, spending a good amount of time up and down the racks. You know, got got to grab them new releases, but also you know, might want to grab something I've never seen before. Yeah, is uh, the deal. Here's a movie that, like, because of video stores, I know this movie exists. I've never heard of it before. Never heard of it since. Uh, the movie. Uh, it actually has two titles, and the video store that I went to had two copies of it because they they used different titles. The King's Mistress, mm-hmm. but it was also called The King's Whore, <laughs> and they had two copies, one and, and identical covers, just different titles. And I'm like, why have both? Like, there was no discernible difference, and I never rented them to find out, but I was always mystified by The King's Whore. And so anytime anyone talks about, like, the king's, when they try to finish a title, I'm like, oh, you're talking about the king's whore? Have you seen it? <laughs> Is that the movie? Is that the one? Aww. Yeah. Nope. Uh, the other thing, of course, I liked about video stores was not all video stores were created equal, and some of them had hidden gems. Some of them rented TV shows for, yes, that yes, you couldn't they did. watch because uh, you didn't have uh, access to them. Some of them also had bootlegs, which I thought was they also did. kind of awesome. Like some of these shitty video stores were were, were diamonds in the rough because some of these shitty video stores had copies of the Fantastic Four movie in 1994. Oh. Some of these video stores had both Captain America movies. Uh-huh. Like, like some of these video stores had the 1979 Spider-Man TV movie and subsequent episodes. Like, and man, were those a treat! Uh, yeah, really. That like these these were. Uh, let me tell you, man, like I, there's something to be said for, you know, having an Internet age where you literally uh, I, I, I vaguely remember some half remembered echo of a theme song. Let me type in one or two of the words that I remember, plus a couple of keywords that might connect it. Oh, there it is. And all the memories have been filled back in. Thank you. Internet. <laughs> uh, that's something to be said for that. That's cool. Uh, and, you know, I can't discredit it or discount it in any way. Like, look, life is better. <laughs> People, fewer people are dead. <laughs> Life expectancy is high. Pornography has never been more free flowing than ever before. So true. It's hard to believe that, you know, once upon a time, and, and I'm glad, you know, that I wasn't at that age, at like the porn age and the video store time, because oh. I never had to deal with that awkwardness where it's like, okay, here's, you know, six porn tapes and one schlocky action movie, so yeah. I don't look like a total pervert. Oh, no, no, no. It was always, yeah, it was like, okay, let's see what we got here. We got Eraserhead, Last Action Hero, Asses of Fire. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> what are these? Uh, I've, I never, I can actually say with all certainty, I've never rented porn. Uh, but I certainly had the ability to, uh, during that time. Um, thankfully, uh, right around the time during my burgeoning sexuality, uh, I, I, I met girls and like was with them. And, uh, and so as such, I was like, this is fine. Like, (laughs) I don't need porn. This is is good. This is good. And I always grew up being like, I'm a nerd and I never really like, I always felt, I always identify with people like Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap and Peter Parker. Mm. And so I always felt like nice guys finish last and never really. And and then I thought back on like my life and I'm like, 
No, I actually got a surprising amount of action for a young guy. Uh, not to my own horn, I'm just saying that, like, I never really... I was never, like, I, I need... I need this. I have to get it somehow. Ben, <laughs> I need you to just, just grab a couple of port tips. I, I need care. you to take me behind the saloon doors. Yeah. I need you to show me the promised land the behind the saloon doors. The other thing that helped was I had a friend growing up whose dad was an artist and needed porn for work. Ah, uh, of course, the female form. I, it's yeah. research. I can write this off on my taxes. Yeah, and had dozens of pornography tapes, uh, which... I think really screwed up my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no. Really? But, uh, but it was also kind of cool because the dude had vintage Playboys, like Playboys uh, from like 1960. Like the ones whatever. that are worth a lot of money. I guess. that He never, like, and I guess he didn't really think of it that way because they were just in cardboard boxes stacked on top of each other covered in dust. And my friend and I would just run up to the attic and then just go through them all. And the this is what a friggin' sexless nerd I am. One one of the issues I found because I'm like just leafing through them, and I found this like several page interview from like 1970 whatever with Stan Lee. Oh, and I'm like, awesome. what the fuck, Stan Lee in an interview with Playboy? This is amazing. I gotta read this. Gotta read the article. I gotta read man. the article. I literally, what are you doing with that Playboy? Uh, I'm reading the articles. I'm literally reading the articles on this girly magazine about Stan Lee, and I'll never forget the image because the, it was this awesome looking picture of Spider-Man stuck to a wall with his mask in his hand and Stan Lee's head, like, underneath. Uh, just such an amazing... I'm, I guarantee you, with that information, someone in the comments is going to be like, okay, that was Playboy number 447. Of course, this is uh, Lots of great artists got their start in oh, Playboy, yeah, and lots King. of great writers... Yeah, you beat me to it, you beat me to it. <laughs> well, you probably read On Writing as well, which... Uh, was Stephen King's memoir where he shares like his entire like how he how he's successful and what he did like how he grows as an author and stuff. That for me, on writing by Stephen King is the best thing Stephen King's ever written. It's pretty good. It's a pretty damn good piece. Actually, speaking of videos that I wrote or, or videos that I rented, I think everyone remembers like the their first R-rated movie. Oh, you know, yeah. I think oh, yeah. like that's like that's a big milestone. And actually, one of my first R-rated movies was hilariously enough, The People versus Larry Flynn. Oh no shit, that's bizarre. <laughs> that is, that is bizarre. Which I'm just like, mm, you know, for, from a documentary point of view, you know, this is quite an interesting. Job. Plus, you know, uh, what's his face in it? A uh, guy who was Hulk, but then wasn't Hulk. Why am I blank? American History X. Why am I blanking on oh, his Edward name? Norton. Edward Edward Norton's in it for a bit. And I'm a big <laughs> Edward Norton fan. He's so great. He is, and also, hey, C Courtney Love in her most fucked up, which is also nice. Yeah. Um, the first R-rated movie, I think, see, this is this informs who I am as a person. Uh, the first R-rated movie that I saw, I think, was Terminator. Nice. That's a good one. That's but, a strong one. Yeah, like literally, it's either Terminator, Terminator Two, or Aliens. And I remember seeing Aliens in a church. In one of like the kid rooms, like where they, <laughs> they they stick kids when they're like, oh, they're being rowdy, put them in the playroom. Oh, I know those. Yeah, I was very familiar with those rooms. I, I went to Catholic school, so I know all about oh, them yeah, as well. As well. Uh, I was Episcopalian, and so I uh, we we were like diet Catholic. So I have a, I know all your sermons. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you get Catholic, yo. Oh, right on. Confirmation present is what this. I don't practice or anything, but I kept the jewelry. Good for you. I also was confirmed, so I'm still getting in, even though I don't believe it anymore. Yeah, there you go. See, Sal and I are covered for our deathbed <laughs> repentances if we have to. That's right. Uh, but yeah, like I, I remember finding a tape of Aliens and being like, 
mystified by it because the cover was just the word aliens. I like aliens. And uh, and I'm like, cool. And I, I remember hearing about it because my brother is a good 30 years older than me. Oh, and nice. uh, he, you know, he was kind of a nerd, I guess. He was more of like a he's like a really he's like he used to be a very a way cooler version of me, <laughs> like rode motorcycles, smoked weed, like, you know, fooled around with girls like did like he he wrote wear a leather jacket like you know grew a beard at the age of 19 like you know just but, really was cool. he was he fonzie because it sounds like he may have been fonzie. he was very he was like the italian fonzie well uh fonzarelli i assumed fonzie was italian yeah he was played by henry winkler he was not true <laughs> the, the, the character may have been but the actor wasn't yeah, we we all know that he was just a he was see yeah yeah it was i think fonzarelli was just a code now i think he was just hiding Anybody <laughs> persecuted? I, I was gonna say that's not what they gave his parents at Ellis Island. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, he. Um, but yeah, so he was. I, I remember. I remember those movies from from his from him growing up. So I popped it in, watched like the first half hour, and was like, "This is scary as shit." Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, and then I watched Terminator, and then Terminator Two, and so I naturally assumed that all R-rated movies had. And an obscene amount of violence. Mm -hmm. Everyone cursed. Of course. And there has to be some kind of science fiction element. Because <laughs> it's literally like either they're, they're robot killer cyborgs or they're monsters from space. Like either way, it has to have some kind of science fiction element. Like I could never, you know, and then of course, probably my next R-rated movie was like some, some like R-rated rom-com that just like slipped through the cracks. <laughs> Wet Hot American Summer, but not quite. Yeah, Wet Hot American Summer is a is a comedy that like is ridiculous. I was it R rated? I guess it was. I think it must have been. I mean, it has to been. Yeah, um, yeah. It was more like my, probably the next R rated movie was like Basic Instinct or something. There you go. Where I'm like, enough. oh, this is not what I were, what I was expecting. Um, yeah, so. R-rated movies are pretty sweet. As the chat says, they're sweet-looking naked lady. Yeah, that's also a thing for R-rated movies. Right. That That is another, yeah, that's another big thing. And, the, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, besides besides uh, first rentals, I guess, uh, what was the tape that you rented from the video store the most? What was the one where well, you're like, where they're like, oh, you're here for this again? Now, I, now I like that you mentioned tapes there, because that's something, you oh, know, yeah, very you special DVDs. for our generation is that we got to see the changeover from it just being tapes to being DVDs, and then to see the DVDs go away and yep. be like, nah, digital downloads or whatever. Man, technology moved fast for us, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, because it was... It's funny, actually, because, like, I was just after beta. Uh, we grew up with a VCR. Like, I grew up with a VCR. Uh, and the VCR was this... Hyde, uh, like a like a Heidelberg machine. It was just this. It was the size of a small car, and it all worked to make this. The the, the it was the tape deck would open from the top, and it would make these like science fiction sound effects that no technology that exists today makes mm -hmm. anymore. You turn it on, and then you'd hear all the inner workings inside the VCR, and then you hit the eject button and go. <laughs> just shoot out and you hear these gears that are just straining and then you shove the tape in and you it's just medieval slam it down. by today's you know yeah, standards it, yeah. right you, you and you do cram it down because if you didn't push it hard enough it wouldn't lock and so it just 
we go back up. So you have to cram that shit down there, and then it would play your tape. And uh, the older machines were better because they paused better. They didn't need to. You didn't have to worry about tracking. And it paused like a still. It's supposed to like paused, and everything was kind of like distorted at a moment. Um, I also fancied myself an artist back then, so I tried to like draw things that I knew. So I tried to like trace <laughs> images over the TV by like nice, nice. Uh, and back then, you could do that because it was a CRT TV, so you weren't cutting through that glass with anything. I, you couldn't I, cut I, I, I'm pretty sure I did that too. Actually, now that I stop and think of it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, and then shortly thereafter, we got like we. Actually, I think the the next the next technology step we got was the separate machine that rewound tapes faster, Ooh. which uh, I saw at a garage sale for free the other day. Uh, oh, that's, really? <laughs> that's how much garbage they are. Of course. Uh, and then we got the, the the VCR, and then DVDs like came on the scene around high school, uh, around the Matrix. I guess was when I remember B- DVDs kind of being being a big deal. And uh, and then everything just fell apart. <laughs> yeah, I still buy Blu-rays because I don't trust. I've had enough hard hard uh, drive failures That's to fair. not trust uh, technology enough. But my like super dense discs in a DJ's case. <laughs> Like that's what I, I used also to have do. something similar because I yeah well here's the thing like with when you had media that you needed to put into things uh if you were the guy who was into those things then you were the one that had them all and so when you had parties and stuff people were like oh bring bring a movie or two and you know being a movie buff you're like oh well uh, i only have about a dozen ideas and i'm not going to bring all you know 200 ideas i have so i guess i'll have to put them in some kind of transporting device and heck, people would buy furniture to like, you know, for their tapes and everything. I can remember like, you know, whole big wall units just to house all my tapes back when I had tapes. When uh, One of the things that I did for my bedroom to decorate it, I would get tapes because it was right around the time when tapes were dying that I wasn't really sure why. And I would get tapes for movies that I liked and loved and enjoyed and take the the tape like the the cool box art out Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then i would loop a a piece of uh duct tape slap it on the back and create 3d mini posters that lined the inner room around the top like near the ceiling so like i was just i was just surrounded by like 3d pop art of movie posters this way i could have a hundred movie posters in my room. That's cool. Now you see, I, I I dare say I had a bit of obsessive compulsion because not only did I rent a lot of tapes, but I taped a lot of stuff off television too. So I would have the stuff that I own, the stuff that I rented, and then mountains of stuff. Oh yeah. That I taped. Like again, I was basically YouTube before YouTube. I'm like, no, I must keep these clips yeah. or I never know when they'll be on again. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what's funny? When I was growing up, I never had a nostalgia for what I watched until I guess like middle of high school and by then like i never tried to save anything because the during the time that i that i grew up in adolescence i was like none of this is relevant or important like (laughs) all of this is bullshit and i will not care about it at all in the future so i will not make any attempt to document it the only thing that i'll document is like my exploits what we're doing like right now which is when i would bring down my dad's like buick sized uh uh video camera nice and he bought that video camera in 1979 uh either 79 or 82 and uh 
it was it's this big by by was i mean it's over there <laughs> like i still have it it's in the case that it came in which said which screams 70s to me uh and it has like all these different compartments and i used to use it because my folks used to rent a house down the shore and when we would go there we'd be there for a month and so i'm like and it would be a room that's not it'd be yeah, a bungalow that wasn't too much smaller than the house i live in now mm-hmm. back then i could never imagine living in a place like that and uh, I had this little room, and there's one TV, and the TV was in the living room, and so if I wanted to watch anything, it was on there, and there was no VCR attached to it. Uh, and my folks were not going to be like, oh, just take all of our shit from the house and bring it down there. <laughs> so I would bring the the uh, the camcorder that my dad purchased in 82, and then bring all these wires, and then just create you know, home video systems in my bedroom. And uh, so I used it as a VCR for a long time and uh, and as like a video recording studio and stuff like that. That damn thing had like a lot. It was very versatile. I'll tell you that. Like one of these days I'll bring it down. But if you you want to see what it looks like, watch uh, the most recent episode of Half in the Bag on Red Letter Media, um, because they have all these they have all these old camcorders and it's probably one of those in the back. I'm sure it's worthless now, but back in 1982, I found an old tape of a family gathering when my dad unveiled it. And like, <laughs> he has no idea how it works. So he's like recording us like playing and shit. And one of a, and some family friend is like, Hey, Hey Bill, how much was that? And he's like, don't tell my wife, but it was, and he like says how much he spent <laughs> on it. And I'm like, it's 1983. What are you doing? You have no oh. right to spend that much money on this piece of shit. You never oh, used new technology. I'm like, you, I, I fished this out of the friggin' closet because you never used it. Like, what D- the hell? Don't you wish? Don't you wish you could go back in time with the video uh, camera that you have now and just blow your father's mind? Be like, yeah, look at this from the future. I used to, uh, I used to tape our exploits with me and my friends in high school, and uh, that was on a VHS camera that was this big, and it it filmed on little mini D- uh, VHS recorders, little mm. mini VHS cassettes that you had to cram into. <laughs> like a like a template via uh, video cassette. Uh, I don't. You have any idea what I'm talking about? <laughs> I, I I do. I think I do. Like, okay, VHS were this big. The tapes that I record on were this big. How do you play them in your VCR? Well, you buy a, a like adapter that's the size of a VHS cassette. You cram that in the middle, and then it loops it onto the VHS tape. Nice. That's what I filmed all of our exploits on. Uh, thankfully I've actually dumped all those onto digital and, uh, burned them onto DVDs. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, and so I have them kind of, kind of preserved, but what I'd rather do is go back in time and hand myself a freaking handy cam <laughs> and be like, here, film more because I only had 40 minutes to film as much as I could. Uh, e- so, even a GoPro. Like I was actually at a yeah. TV and stereo store today. And I was amazed and just like, man, have we come this far even just with GoPros? Yeah. Yeah, GoPros went from like a really shitty webcam you could bring outside into things people shoot YouTube videos on. I should be filming this on a GoPro right <laughs> now. A good point. I think you can actually use a GoPro as a webcam, but I don't know how. Um, so don't ask me now. <laughs> So there's that. Yeah. Another cool thing about video stores, yeah. and it's something that I feel has kind of been lost in this age of like entertainment a la carte when you can see, yeah. it's the discovery of new things is yes. not really a thing anymore. Like if you're looking for a movie 
on Netflix or on anything, chances are you know what you want. I don't think I ever would have discovered all the great kung fu movies and all the great foreign films that I did were it not for the video store system of having stuff laid out. Absolutely. You'd have to wait until the, you know, somebody referenced it on Reddit or something, and then you'd be like, oh, I guess I'll check that out. Here it yeah, is. Yes. It used to be back in time, we would go in completely blind and not know, and it would be an experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, you'd rent movies that looked awesome because... Because the cover was enough, cool. Yeah, because they were smart enough to hire a really, really good artist to draw this something really badass. And you watch it, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's yeah, the well, best thing about, uh, and I, I, you you must be a fan, I have no question, I have no doubt about that. But that's one of the best things about Red Letter Media and what they do over there. Is it's true, it's true. They, Wheel of the Worst and all that other worst, stuff. Best of the Worst. Like, Such a good show. They, that channel is amazing, and it's hilarious how much they have no idea what they're doing on YouTube. But they know, like, they're a, they're a source of inspiration for us because they're like, I don't care. <laughs> like yeah. i don't care what youtube is supposed to be i'm here's what i want to make yeah i love their don't give a shit attitude it's amazing and i love the fact that they're like well people are going to get mad at us in the comment section for this one but we don't care right well we just won't read them then <laughs> yeah like, like the stuff they say it's like if i said that they would lash me to the cross <laughs> yeah they would yeah we would lose yeah i think compop would lose subscribers if like we we're nearly as blasé and like resentful of our commenters as they are. It's almost like they're angry at their audience for liking them. It's true. And, and that adds to the whole like nomedy comedy thing that they do. Yes. Yeah. It's spectacular. Which, which almost makes me wonder, is that part of the joke? Are they in on it? Are they being like sincere with that? It's like, I, I don't know. A, and that's why I keep watching. Yeah, I think it's a blend. I, I, you could tell that Mike has lost all interest in the show. <laughs> that Mike has like dropped the he doesn't really want to do the he doesn't want to do the premise of oh we run a video store or we run a uh, lightning fast repair shop like we, they don't he doesn't want to do that you could tell and he's just which is why he'll like pick up the phone and just be like okay her and then go oh it sounds like a dial tone like he's just so angry and resentful of having to do this premise like that a hundred episodes ago he thought was kind of fun and now it's still going on to this day. Yeah, and he's like, we should stop because who gives a shit? And the fact that they've tried retooling it several times and then they just end up back exactly where they started. That I like. I like the 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 cyclical nature of, you know, of, of the purgatory that they live in. It's, you know, it, again, it's just like sitcoms. It's like at the end, the status quo must always be maintained. That's right. They, uh, I think they're based out of Minnesota or something. They like are. That. Or no, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. So I would never go there. <laughs> Like, unless I, like, if I had a layover for, like, a day or two, I would, like, I would go there. Be like, if, if I really liked beer, I'd go to, like, the Milwaukee Brewery or whatever. I don't. I don't, I don't drink at all, actually, but I certainly don't drink beer. Um, although there was a beer that I had when we were actually, when we filmed uh, over on Comic Book Men, and it was awesome. And I was like, oh, this is good. I could, I could dangerously get used to this. Yeah, really, what was it called, if you want to plug it? Oh, I don't remember. Hang on a minute. Tiffany. She's asleep. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like Lakeport. Again, I'm not much of a drinker either. I'm more of a social right. drinker, smoker, whatever. But if you want to send whatever. me some. <laughs> please, please do. I will shill your product like there is no tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I will become an alcoholic to shill your product. <laughs> I will yeah. destroy my liver if I have to. Yeah, please. Just to have free things. Lakeport. Lakeport. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what the hell it was. It was orange and it was like... 
yeah, it was very good. It was very sweet. It was it was basically candy. Like it was, mm. you know, that's how I drink anything that's for adults. When we all went out drinking in Montreal after Montreal Comic Con, or me and his wife took me out, and they're like, "Yeah, we're going to do some shots." I'm like, "I don't know, man. I'm kind of a lightweight. I'm kind of a teetotaler." No, it's fine. They're Jolly Rancher shots. They taste like candy. I'm right. like, awesome. That's sweet. Yeah. When we when we first met with the guys for Comic Book Men, we had to meet them at a bar, which I was very familiar with because I go to Red Bank all the time. And, uh, but he's like, everyone's getting a drink and I don't. And so I'm like, I guess I'll have a rum and Coke. Cause there's Coke in there. Cause I like, you definitely like, Coke. has Coke given you a sponsorship yet? Cause they really should. They really do. Right. I think I just really need to change the label and make it something else. I think that's really, yeah. I'm going to, you know what? We did that actually for one of our Christmas specials. Peter made a, uh, an image that he wrapped around a Coca-Cola can and made it into like space coke and i was like nice. i need to do more of that and i need to put them on every can of coke that i have make it like a laminate or something like so it can keep reusing it and put it on every that, can that way it's bag. not product placement it's anti-product placement well it's advertising because then i'll put the damn label on my shirts <laughs> and um, then it's yours and then you it's it's like you know it's like red apples yeah, you know it's yeah. like that it's like it's your product that you own let me tell you we were we were very i was very conscious of that i love i love fictional product placement like nails, I like the, nails I like, is another good one. Hmm? Nails is another nails, good one. cigarettes. I yeah, I love fictional product placement. I love fake products in movies, and I like having things for them. I don't know why, but I really like them. Uh, and I was very hyper aware of it. I remember when I was I was writing a comic book called uh, Horseman, and <clears throat> playing up the whole like religion thing of it. I and, and apocalypse thing of it. I really wanted to do uh, a, a, a spoof on. Um, on, uh, on 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 Starbucks, mm-hmm. and so hmm, just making sure we're not uh, frozen here. That's good. You should do that. Yeah, it looks like it's frozen. Let me see what the people think. Uh, I'm watching the feed right now, and it seems to be okay. Oh, okay. So, but, right. then, but then again, I don't know if it's caught up to us yet. But no, it seems true. good. But uh, we were. Uh, I really wanted to play up the the um, the the apocalypse slash joke. Um, against uh, against Starbucks, and so mm-hmm. I created a company called Love and Craft Coffee. And <laughs> I have the logo made, and I have it. It's actually copyrighted because I was so worried about it getting stolen. <laughs> because you loved the idea so much. Yeah, and I was like, I'm gonna throw this on some sweatshirts and shit. When when Horseman inevitably gets picked up, because we were pitching, we we pitched Horseman as a cartoon show. Um, oh sweet. Yeah, let me tell you, like we had meetings with real producers, and it really never went anywhere. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to do that. I always have like some half-baked ideas that I'd love to pitch. You know what well, sucks? One, it's one for the bucket list. Yeah, you know what sucks? I'll tell you this. Um, we, I had a meeting with. I've been I've been courted by a couple of different uh, YouTube partners who really mm. really want to get us in, and uh, we're locked into Maker. I actually really like Maker. They're really helpful. They really like they they keep us uh, from getting sued by Marvel. And, Which is um, nice. and so it's, it's nice to be part of that family, but I will entertain notions. Cause I'm like, Hey, like, what do you have to offer? Like maybe maker will match that. And, uh, one such group wanted us to jump, to jump ship and they specialize in cartoons and they, uh, they make their own cartoons. And they is, have, it, 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 is it who I'm thinking of? I think it's who it's I'm thinking the of. The one that does that. And, uh, okay. they were like, and at the end of the, at the end of the conversation, they're like, do you have any shows? And I'm like, Yes. 
I have a show from 2005. I have all the character designs and all this shit. And they're like, oh, but we're looking for more. Like, we're not looking for a Rick and Morty. We're looking for more like a Teen Titans Go, like short form, <clears throat> you know. And I'm like, all right. I'll, Damn it. I'll, 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 do you have five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> um, that did not pan out. But uh, I didn't have a strong enough idea. I didn't have an idea I believed in, so I couldn't really pitch anything. There's, there's another topic, the state of current animation on television. Yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah uh pff, i don't remember where the hell we were with that but video uh, stores video stores yeah well that's where we always we should wind up at, the, at least on topic but uh yeah as far as video stores go um i remember when they started to die and yeah it, it, an interesting time because i know i actually stopped going to my local blockbuster because my dad had a fight with one of the people who worked <laughs> there because we, we were the afternoon crew and we knew the afternoon people who worked there really, really well. Like, knew us by name, knew exactly our thing. It was a quick, beautiful thing. Here's the problem. Some lady from the night shift got brought up to afternoon shift mm. and completely screwed the pooch on it. And I will never forget the rage in my father's eyes when he left. It was that classic, girl, we're never coming here yeah. again. And just to spite them, we would go to the Blockbuster the next town over <laughs> oh, for like amazing. two months just to spite them. And then we're like, oh, this is bullshit with all the extra driving. Let's let's not do this anymore. Then we switched over to like uh, DVDs by mail because that was a little thing that happened for a bit. Not Redbox, but a very nor, similar service nor to Netflix Red when it first started. Yeah, or nor Netflix when it first started. I, I think that was slow going over here. But no, it was a uh, it, it was it was something access was what we did, and I liked it too because it offered video games as well. Oh, nice. Um, what was your highest video store uh, late charge? Oh, gee. Okay, I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's uh, my Spawn season one <laughs> VHS from uh, Video Forty Nine here in Canada. And I know it's late because I never returned it and I still have that tape to this day. Nice. I can only, every time I drive by a video 49, although there's really none anymore, no. I kind of laugh where I'm like, man, I still have a tape of yours. That's hilarious. I, uh, right before we left for college, uh, I really like this movie called Airheads. Mm, I, I, I kind of remember Airheads. It's directed by Harold Ramis, I think, or, Lee, oh, or Ivan oh. Reitman, one of them. And it's, it's amazing. It's like a it's like a lost SNL movie. Like it, it's as good as Wayne's Sweet. World, I think. I, I I like those SNL movies. That there's another topic right there, yeah. SNL. <clears throat> uh, but uh, I rented Airheads again because I was like, oh man, you guys haven't seen Airheads. We got to watch it. So we rented. Oh, Airheads. with a with a young Brendan Fraser and Steve Buscemi. Yeah. yeah, and even Adam Sandler was good in that one. Super young Adam. Oh God, he's like he's got to be like twenty here. This is oh, like yeah, him. No, they're like they're kids. It's amazing. This is him, like, right off SNL. Holy yep. crap. Michael Richards is in it. Uh, Michael McKean. Uh, uh, David Arquette. I, I, I may need to watch this tonight. You would love it. Let me tell you. If you liked the 90s and metal, then you might like this movie. I uh, do. I like all If you like MTV Generation 1997, you will love this fucking movie. Crash Test Dummies are referenced in it. It's amazing. It, because one of the kids works in a video, or in a Toys R Us. So it's just laden with amazing ernie hudson's in it chris farley sweet uh, it's fucking great so oh, um, I, I watched a great uh chris farley documentary just recently called i am chris farley it was yeah. from spike tv of all places and they actually did his entire career from birth to death wow that's awesome it's probably it's probably one of the best documentaries of the year but it probably won't be nominated for any awards which is sad because it's no spike doubt. uh 
So we rented Airheads, and I'm like, you guys got to watch it. And after we were done, they were like, okay, thanks. And I'm like, all right, fair enough. And I had to leave for college the next day, but my friend was staying behind, and he was like, and I was like, can you drop this off at the video store? And he's like, sure thing. And then when he left for college, he was like, he asked his brother, who was a lazy no, like, do nothing, <laughs> and was like, hey, can you drop this off at the video store? And he's like, sure thing. And then I came back home. So then, like, three months later, I come back home, and I go to the video store to rent something, and they go, okay, oh, really quick, uh, you uh, you never returned Airheads? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure I did. And they're like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, okay. And then I called them. Like, I called the guys, and I'm like, hey, did you return that? And like, yeah, we totally did. And I'm like, okay. And then I went back, and I'm like, yeah, they totally returned it. And he's, and they're like, well, you owe $380. <laughs> and we're not going to unlock the account until you pay us the money or you get us the video. And I go, all right, well, I'll just go buy another copy and give it to you. And they're like, no, it has to be our copy. How would you have any way of knowing? Yeah, well, because it, it came in their stupid Hollywood video box. Oh, that's right. And, the, uh, I forgot about the boxes. That's right. Everything came in boxes right. that was theirs. So I, uh, so I just never went there, and um, and then one day, I think a couple of years later, uh, one of the like one of the brothers came over to me and he's like, "Hey, here, oops, <laughs> I never returned it, but I found it." And so here you can return it now. So I returned it. And uh, <clears throat> I actually did return it. I put it in the in the store. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then I went back and they're like, yeah, it's still marked as missing. And now you owe us like 600 bucks. And I'm like, if you think I'm ever going to pay that, you are out of your fucking mind. You are shrooming, sir. <clears throat> and they were like, they're like, well, fine. We'll just charge the, the credit card that's on your account. And I'm like, there is no credit card associated with that account. And they're like... Oh, and I'm like, yeah, bye. And just <laughs> left. And then Hollywood video went out of fucking business. So, yeah. but you felt good. You felt like you won. Oh, right? I won. And then I got a letter from the company that bought Hollywood video. Oh, was trying dude, to were they hunting down their debt? They were trying to fucking get their debt. They're like, you owe Hollywood video $600. And I'm like, no, I don't. I owe you D's nuts is what I owe you. <laughs> We're like, and then I just, and then by the way, like that deal fell through and then I never had to pay. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I remember when my small town blockbuster went out of business and they had hyped it up where it's like, you know, going out of business sale, everything must go for 40% off for 40% <laughs> off. And, you know, going there to like pick over the bones oh, yeah. of that, the dead business that I was very happy to do. I, I literally hit every blockbuster in the County. Because See, I, I felt like a dick because I only did the one. I should have done more. Oh, no. Because I, I I, I'm a big... I, I used to collect Blu-rays. Not in a way where I'm like, oh, it's the crying game. I need to have <laughs> that. No, more like <clears throat> I need to collect... I need to own every movie that I think is awesome so at any point I can just throw it on. Because nice. I didn't think I could just fucking stream it. And uh, And you know what? I still can't do that. If I'm not paying for Amazon Prime or something, then I still can't get every movie I want right at the touch of a button. Yeah, that's that's the lame thing. At least in a video store, there was a good chance you could get everything. Yeah. But now it's like, no, sorry, didn't make a deal with this studio. Yeah. So no, you can't. And, and, you know, we're Netflix, so we change it up every uh, couple months. Yeah. So we're going to retire these. But we'll bring more in. Yeah, so, you we'll know. the sequel, but not the original. Uh, so, yeah, no, I drove across every... I picked the bones of every blockbuster that I could find and got quite a few movies that I wanted for like $4. Nice. I mean, like there was a blockbuster in town that had, 
that had the DV that had the disc, but not the case. And so those were a buck and they just put them in like a, like a tray. So you just flip through them like comic books. Amazing. And that was like, I'm like this, 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 this is amazing. Uh, yeah. Because everything that I have, all my whole DVD, DVD collection or Blu-ray collection is in my, you know, my, my traveling case. Cause it used to be that I lived with my folks for a while and I was like, I don't want to watch movies here with my friends. I'm going to go to their apartment. So I would bring my DVDs with, or my Blu-rays with me. And, uh, and now I'm like, well, now I don't, at least I don't have to like, at least I don't have walls filled with DVDs and Blu-rays because yeah. when I was growing up, I thought that would look awesome. I know a, a group of people who I affectionately refer to as the lone gunman uh, because they're I nerds who live reference. by themselves. And, uh, you know, <laughs> do, 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 do they write manifestos? Do they have no, manifestos? No, they don't. They're just they just play a lot of role playing games. Oh, but they live alone and they're dudes. And I was just like, rather than call them the guys, because every friend of mine is the guys. Like, you know, I'm not. No, so I called them the lone gunman. The lone gunman have walls of Blu-rays, and it looks awful. <laughs> It really does, and yeah, and like much like you, I thought like, ooh, this will be a good, you know, like nerd status symbol exactly, for me. Exactly, exactly. Maybe in videos that I make in the future, people can see my collection behind yeah. me. Yeah, and they'll be like, "Wow, you have this." No, as it turns out, <laughs> no. Hey, I'm sorry to tell you, this, everybody, no one wants to see your Blu-ray collection. It's true. Where it's like before, it's like, "Wow, you've got so many Blu-rays. Your nerd dick must be massive." Right. But now it's like, "Nah, no, nah. I don't give a fuck." Uh, the only thing now that comics, I like, on the other hand, I will show comics. you my trades one day. Yeah, th that's fine because it's books, kinda. Uh, <laughs> but, but but books are art; they're they're leather bound, kind of. Yeah, for me, I actually just like getting posters, and as I'm a con goer, I like to get them signed. And so, if that's the case, I I put those up. And so, you know, I got my Mask of the Phantasm poster signed by Kevin <sighs> Conroy. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on my Firefly poster. I got this cool Firefly poster off of Etsy that looks better than any Firefly poster because they're all crappy. So jelly. I am more jelly than man right now. <laughs> I let me tell you that because the, the, the Serenity poster, I don't know who the fuck marketed Serenity, but it was an asshole who didn't like Joss Whedon because <laughs> every bit of promotional material for that movie looks like garbage. It's not great now. Uh, from the Blu-ray covers to the posters themselves to the to the commercials and trailers, trash. It looks like something I wouldn't pick up at the yeah, video store. It looks store like, is what I would it looks be like, like, what the fuck was this? Like, but uh, but somebody made a cool Firefly poster. The other thing is, I have a love hate relationship with Serenity, so I like, but I like the show. So I got this really cool Etsy poster from Firefly, and uh, so I've got Shepherd Book and uh, uh, Kaylee, and uh, I think that's it. But I'm you know I've got nine. I got I got uh, six more to go, seven more to go. So that'll be fun. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's fun. I, I never tried a Redbox, but Redbox was yet another thing that tried to fill the void. I, I like even when Redbox was new, it was kind of like the stigma thing where it's like, you use Redbox, really? I have no problem with Redbox. And in fact, I'm that's the thing that made me want to do this in the first place. I, I'm glad you brought that up because it'll be a great way to wrap it all up. Because I feel like for me, Redbox or the concept of the Redbox is... It's fun. I, I have nostalgia for video stores. I loved video stores. There's a whole culture around them. It doesn't exist anymore. It's a dead... Well, it, it does and it doesn't. And, and I was thinking about this the other day. So, like, I went to the gas station, as I often do. Yeah. And, and in there, off to the side, in, in a sad little corner, 
They have DVDs to rent. They have, you know, mostly the new releases is what they have from the last couple months. And I'm like, so I don't think the video store ever died, but it is like a sad shadow of its former self. Like you can't just be a mom and pop video store anymore. You also need to sell gas and candy. In, In my neck of the woods, there ain't no more video stores. They're all dead. They're all gone. You see, I, I think too because I think you live in more of like uh, I'm not I'm not gonna say metropolitan, but you no, live. I mean, I'm a su- I'm a suburb of New York, more or less. So well, there you go. see. I small sticks Canadian town. Uh, uh, honestly, I'm, if I may run my own town down for a bit, little bit, a little bit more on the poor side. Fair enough. Honestly, and because of that, I think a lot of people can't afford good internet to stream, or at least can't afford their own Netflix without, you know, leeching off someone else's account. Yeah. And I may, and I may or may not do that myself. I'm not going to say one way or the <laughs> other. But uh, yeah, so you kind of do see it, or at least you see it a little bit more. Actually, as a matter of fact, uh, one of the first video stores I ever went to, even before Blockbuster, there's a marina in my area because, you know, you know, up north area, people put their boats in and out, cottage country. Right. And the marina actually had a pretty damn good video selection like they actually had a place off to the side where it was like a whole hallway dedicated to movies and dvds and and, and also too it had a porn section the porn section actually was behind the honest to god beaded curtain oh nice it had a real beaded curtain and i remember it's like you know one day i'm gonna find out what's behind that beaded curtain one day (laughs) but yeah i mean i think that's what's become a video store shame is behind that (laughs) shame is behind and sticky floors for some reason yeah i don't know that's by the way the only that, there are you know what I should say I should actually amend that because of what you said there are video stores in my area in in like within a few miles of my of my area they're all porn video stores which they're, is weird because you think the internet would have killed that the same right? way it killed like, regular what, video what kind of deviant are you that <laughs> maybe the that's internet the internet cannot provide the Can, porn you need <laughs> maybe that's maybe they just like the sense of community where it's like mm, going to the stores yes, hello Roy this. I'm here to jerk it. Yeah, really. That must be the thing, because, like, obviously, video stores had that, too, the sense of community. And you go and you talk to the guy behind the counter about movies and you're around movies and people who like them and everything. I I, I guess for the porn stores, though, I guess that was just stronger is the thing. I guess that's why it won out in the end. I will say the big thing that I'm surprised didn't didn't last or, or didn't expand into its own market was the rental for video games, because Mm. video stores renting video games was... I did that a lot. I did that a lot. It was a big, it was a great idea. It was a big uh, part of, I think, what kept video stores alive for a long time. And now you can't rent a game. And for like, unless you use like Gamefly, which I would never do, not just or, because. Or Game Access, the Canadian answer to that, <laughs> which I have used quite a bit. I would never use Gamefly just because of those god awful commercials. <laughs> yeah, the commercials are pretty awful. And you know, I, I think, too, the reason no store can do it anymore, because it's like, have you seen how expensive video games have gotten? That's the thing. Like, well, that's that's why I want to rent video games. Like, I'm not going to buy a $60 game, even though it's hilarious. I was actually looking up old prices of games from like the Genesis and shit. They were 60 bucks. <laughs> like video games Actually, have always been outrageously priced one of the gas stations around my area i shit you not i wanted to take a picture of this because i think people might think i'm insane by saying this they still rent ps2 games that's cool good for them like i know nice. I'm, I'm like how wonderfully retro yeah, is exactly. this place how right delightful. here yeah it's like i stepped back in time <laughs> yeah, two exactly. generations but the fact that we we've lost these these video stores it's sad no one is, I think, crying over it because no. let me tell you something. 
the other day, I was gro- Tiff and I were grocery shopping. We went by, uh, and there's a red box at the exit of the grocery store we happened to, to to frequent. Same here, yeah. And you know, I was like, oh, I'm meaning to see this, and then I pushed a button, and I got it, and I didn't have to encounter some know-it-all jackass behind the counter who was judging <laughs> you, me for my selection. You, you mean guys like us. Right. I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't have to deal with myself or any variant thereof. I didn't have to deal with anyone around me. The only thing I have to deal with, the worst part, and I think this is, this is like the new, you know, unifying frustration aspect of renting videos from kiosks or boxes, mm-hmm. is the old person or the mom in front of you who has no fucking idea how it works. But this is something that you can uh, apply to the self-checkout. This is something you could apply to mm-hmm. anything that requires technology in any way. Because I, I was a, I was in well, I was at a Walmart. I hate I'm embarrassed to admit it, but you know what? They have low fucking prices, and I'm not gonna spend more than three dollars on no You can get socks, candy, batteries, and like a, hammers in one place. I was at I mean, JCPenney and I was buying some new shirts, which you might see on my Instagram. I'm sorry. And, uh, I need to set up an Instagram, but I need a device that's not shit first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm out of, I, I need new socks. And I just grabbed some socks. They didn't, pri- they didn't put any of the prices, but I just grabbed the most abundant sock box or bag. Ten pairs. They wanted $20. <laughs> Those better be the last socks I and ever I'm like, need. Are you out of your fucking mind? These are the only socks available. There was, there were like tens of ba- of bags of them, packages of ten, and, and like were I guess this is just me being gold? old. Like I guess it's me being old, being like, I, but I, the fact is, in my day, I didn't know how much socks were. But I'll be damned if I'm spending twenty dollars on them. <laughs> on them now. On them now, no. Like so, yeah. I guess I should just go to Walmart and buy some fucking socks because apparently I will wrap my feet in bread bags like Howard Hughes. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because. Damn it! I'm not gonna spend twenty dollars on socks. It's nuts. That's 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 lunacy. There's some things I'm just I, I don't know what that. I guess that's that's part of being old or getting old is looking at is looking at something and having an idea of what it should cost, mm. and then being outraged at what it actually at being dis- and being at, at having your reality shattered by D- actual reality. Did the twenty dollars socks at least have little Batman's on them? No, they point, were Hanes sort of... or something. They Aww. were just they were some generic price. And then, by the way, they weren't like Eddie Bauer socks or like American Eagle socks. I wasn't buying them in like the Urban Outfitters or the fucking uh, you know Eddie Bauer store. They were just or the at, Hot Topics or the Hot Topic. No, I don't buy clothes from the Hot Topic. Uh, <laughs> this Sabbath shirt I'm wearing, they actually had a deal. On this one, you buy one, you get the next one half off. So I got this one, and I got the one Iron Man wears in nice. Avengers. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I was actually going to make a joke about you being Tony Stark when you said you were going to wear your Black Sabbath shirt. I will wear my finest Sabbath shirt. But, but, but no, this is their first album. I have the Tony Stark one over there. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, I know. I, I, if, I hate their clothes. And not just because they're $30 for a t-shirt, but because the 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 the, the printing is shitty. Like... The, the, like, if I, if I wash it three times, that's the end of it. And, you know, you know where you don't get that kind of quality shirt? Over on tpublic.com slash comic. 
Hey, you know, the comic book cast, we got shirts over there, too. Uh, our, our artist Mitch and Joe are hard at work making ones. Remember the Bothans for the new Star Wars movie. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. Like, I, I really, I hate to be a shill, but I've been trained to do it thanks to Kevin Smith. Hey, you're looking for Easter eggs on your DVD? No, no, no. What you should be looking for is apparel. View askew apparel. If you go to 35 Broad Street, Red Bank, New Jersey, and I fucking know the phone number because of those goddamn ads that Kevin Smith put into his own conversations... Thanks, Kev. You've ruined my life. Um, but uh, but I did get to drop that on the I Self Comics podcast when I was with Ming and, and, and the nice. guys. Nice. Uh, also, the chat is correct. I was wrong. This was not their first oh, album. Oh, they got you. Self. They got they got me. Thank you, chat, for being nice about it. Yes, thank thing. you, chat you, world. You, you could have been real dicks about it, but you were good, and no, Joel applauds you. No, this is our audience. Our audience is full of really, really nice people who are really, really super cool. Uh, not to say the comic book cast fans are also not really, really nice. I know oh, no, we no, share no. a lot of the oh, same no, no, thing. They're great. They're great. Just my audience is the best. But yeah, so <laughs> uh, Hot Topic sucks. Fuck their clothes. Uh, there's one shirt I, do, I don't have it anymore. I think I gave it away. I think I finally was just like, it has to go. My friend got me a shirt. It was it had Spider-Man. Like it was Spider-Man's face, but like the like it was it was kind of like the the Deadpool logo. Mm. But it was it's a big circle, but it was raised like rubber. Like it was this really? kind of like like hard plastic rubber that was never going anywhere. The shirt would deteriorate around it before this thing was lost. <laughs> and I'm like, I got that thing in 1997, nice. and I had it up until about a year ago, and it had ne- it, it looked no different, no fraying whatsoever. And she got that shit from Hot Topic, and I was like, <laughs> and that's that's another reason why I'm like, fuck Hot Topic and their goddamn clothes, because I'll go there and be like, oh cool, a shirt with Boba Fett on it. Ooh, that screen printing really feels cheap and shitty. <laughs> I, I had to go to Toronto to find the hot topic is the thing. I had to go to like one of our biggest metropolitan cities. Yeah. And I only did that because I was at Fan Expo. And I only did that because I was in the mall to try and find the Disney store to try and find some Star Wars stuff for Force Friday. Yeah, man. Our Disney store is gone. So I can't even fucking I can't even do that. Uh, the other thing is for me, I go to so many cons Go to a hot topic is like it's true. It's like going to McDonald's for a burger when there's a five guys right next door. You know, and it's the thing too. I've hit the point now because I've done so many cons in one year now. I am actually at maximum space for comic shirts. It's at yeah. the point now where it's like I need to either buy a new dresser or throw out some of my other shirts. Yeah, and you know what? Like it's healthy to go to get through to go through it and get rid of some things where you're like, if you go into if you open your drawer and you look in there and you go, not that one again. Get it the fuck out of there. You but it's also one it, of the... But you won't You won't remember. <laughs> it's your, And it's also one of those things, too, where it's like, you know, I also need some just, like, generic white and black shirts if I need to go to dinner. Right, Or, like, exactly. the doctor. Yeah, if I need to but, convince my parents that I'm not wasting my life being a YouTuber. Yeah, it's, it's not to say that I'm not out and proud about my own nerdity or anything. Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, some things don't belong in certain places, though. Yeah, yeah. Or you know what I'll do? I'll put it on, I'll wear my, my comic shirt, and then I'll throw a button up over it. At Golden Vision has a black. great idea. Golden Vision had a great idea. Don't throw the shirts out. Donate them. Ooh, raffle them off in a contest. I have too many. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I've thought about giving away some of my shirts. No one wants my shirts. That's true. Where it's like, hey, guys, like, wear the shirt that Sal wore. Right. It still has original sweat stains. You can can say that they're, like, who the fuck would wear that? I mean, Mm, if you you would, 
if you would meet me at New York Comic Con, I'll fucking give it to you. Because <laughs> yeah, here's you thing, do dude. not deserve like I do not des- I, like no one deserves to have me mail you my old clothes. I'll wash them, but I'll just give them the fuck to you. I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure we have some fans out there. Again, all of our fans are great, but I'm sure there's one or two creepy fans where it's like, yes. Yeah. I am Sal now. No one wants to be me. You know, they, want, they don't want to tickle me or or see what I might look like being tickled. But they. Oh, 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 you get those too, huh? No, I used to get them. She's. I, I think she's. I think she doesn't want to. She. I think either she moved on to bigger, better things, or or she or she's like, yeah, he's not gonna do it. <laughs> I, I still get a couple of those, and and she knows who she is. And she's <laughs> By the way, she's awesome, and she fucking blew my mind with that with that request. I will not out her or make her feel bad about it. I'm just saying, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Again, too, Sal is in a committed relationship right now. Exactly. Like, I would feel like I'm cheating, even though I I gain absolutely zero sexual gratification from it. (laughs) I would would be cheating in my heart, as Jimmy Carter might say. Uh, (laughs) Oh, Jimmy. (laughs) So now that we're talking about former presidents who will be dead soon, I guess we should wrap up the show. Uh, Thank you, Joel, for stretching out a conversation about video stores for way longer than we probably should have. One hour 30. Yeah. uh, And by the way, we did go off on on a couple of tangents, which is where my show Tangents actually comes from. Uh, I I, I half expect you to edit these down and turn them into tangents. I really, really want to, but once they get to a certain length, I can't edit them. I guess I could just rip it and then cut it down and then make a show out of it. I guess that's what I should do from now on. Damn it, I guess I'm going to do that now. Uh, All right, well, thanks a lot for that. (laughs) Not a bad idea. No, I think again. No, this is, this is, you, you deserve, people deserve to have this whole conversation. Full, uncut, uncensored, yep. the way, oh, you yeah. know, friggin' Trigon intended. That's right. I mean, let me tell you something. Like, no, as far as, like, uncut, no. Like, we, we will cut our shit. But uncensored, no, no, no. We, or, or, or censored, no. We will never, we, we do not censor our shit. We occasionally and, do, if it's, like, for chill, if it's for all ages. Like, I plan on doing a, a special or two that are going to be for kids or for all ages titles, and that one... And it's going to say, like, this is safe. You can show your kids this. And, stuff and, like and that. that is why the houses of Comic Book Cast and Comic Pop shall forever be united right. in I mean, our like, foul language and not editing this ourselves. This is the whole point. Like, it's on the internet. This, like, I don't need... Like, if I wanted to fucking be on TV, which I kind of do, but not really. Yeah, I don't want to move. This is great. I get to... I can come... I, can, I don't have to go anywhere. I'm in my house, and then I turn the thing on, and then people show up, and they say hello. And they, yeah. you know, and, and I make money from that. Like, it's pretty nice, ain't going it? going to L.A., which I have to do, by the way, at some point in the near future. Did, uh, did you actually hear that uh, that Howard Stern on his show, a bunch of people uh, pointed this to my direction, that apparently on one of his newer shows, he was ragging on podcasting and podcasters. And I'm like, yeah, that's easy for you to say top of satellite radio. I can bet you if you were my age today, you would be the biggest podcast oh my guy. God. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like, and by the way, you know, people who have radio shows and TV shows, get the fuck out of podcasting because that's the domain for the rest of us. Or yeah, really, do d- don't that, be taking have us on your show like because you know you've already got your form you got your format if your show's canceled like it like dan Harmon. let's say the dan harm i mean i think he actually does have a podcast but like when when community died you make a podcast man do whatever you need to do to get your creativity going and to get your message out there but if you have if it but like seinfeld when seinfeld was hit was huge if he had a podcast mm. too fuck you, oh buddy. God. get the hell out of here although that's although at the same time you think about it you're like I kind of want extra content from the people that make things that I want. It's true. It's true. So, you know, with that in mind, I guess, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll backtrack on that point, but you know what? <laughs> backtrack just but, a little but bit. But fuck just Howard Stern and that bullshit because it, fuck that noise. <laughs>
Come on, man. Yeah. So, c- c- come on, come on, Robin. Why don't you have my back, Robin? Yeah. Quit, quit chuckling about about how much fucking money you've you've robbed over the last twenty five years, and uh, and and <laughs> come to bat for us. Man, I, I envy Robin Quiver so much because she laughs and she's just the perfect sidekick, second banana. Yep. Like she wrote the book on that. I'm like, man, I wish I had your job, Robin. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, the audition process for that must have been like, can you sit? Can you chuckle? Like, can I was you- watching because a lot of these get backed up on YouTube. I was watching a really, really old Stern he was interviewing Stephanie McMahon, the daughter of Vince McMahon. And you know who the other guest on that show was? A young-ass Dave Chappelle. Oh, neat. Who sat right across from Stephanie McMahon when they were talking like some early 2000s wrestling stuff that was happening. And I'm, and I'm like, man, and here's just young Dave Chappelle over there to the side. Before his show, yep. before his HBO specials, before he became huge, he was just hanging out Dave Chappelle. Yeah, that's cool. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give Stern a lot of credit, but but I hate when people in traditional media rag on new media. Like, do you know how old you sound? Well, that's, again, to bring it back to that South Park episode we were talking about, that's kind of what the whole PewDiePie Let's Player thing was about, yeah. where they kind of had their cake and eat it too. Because, mm-hmm. like, in part one, they're like, eh, new media is stupid, and eh, Let's Players are stupid. Then in the second episode, they're like, well... They're their own bosses, and we'd probably be doing it, too, if we were their age. Yeah. So I guess it's fine. I even mean, the fa- yeah, like, the the real thing that pissed me off recently was just Jimmy Kimmel and his whole, like, condescending, like, who cares about watching video games? And everyone making the same point of, like, well, who cares about watching sports? It's like, or, yeah. to- or, or late night talk shows, even. Yeah, or watching your antiquated fucking bullshit where you... You used where where you had a personality and you put it on display on the show that you made, and then when you got a show that this network group wanted you to have, you you became a complete shill. By the way, like I, there's nothing against shills. We do a loot crate fucking show for God's sake. Like, By all means, I'm not I'm not you know, Mister uh, Integrity. Integrity. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 Comic Bento, where's my box for this month that hasn't come yet? Yeah, exactly. But, do I need to, Do I need to go to the post office and complain? Right. But I will say, if I hate a loot crate, we're like, this loot crate sucks. <laughs> I'm I'm very close to like w- for loot crate to be like, okay, we're gonna stop sending you these things. <laughs> what I always hear about loot crate, and I can say this because I have no dealings with them. This I say solely as Cape Joel. This idea that's like you know, it's like one good one for every two bad ones. I mean, there's no way for it not to be without them like losing money. They can't all be winners, people. They can't I mean, all really be winners. It really depends. It really depends. Like sometimes, I mean, like at the very least, like there's always something where I'm like, oh, cool. Like uh, I got a, I got a, uh, a Terminator T800 uh, chip uh, keychain, which I adore. And I got that in a case that had a lot of neat stuff, and then another case that was, it was crappy, but like it had a couple of great gift ideas in there. Like, you know, they, there's always something for somebody, but. But why do I feel if you send me a Christmas gift this year, it'll just be re-gifted loot crate stuff? I mean, if you would like it. You're <laughs> hey, I'm fine with it. Be like, oh, man, what great thought of this re-gifted loot crate. I wonder if that will be a thing now because there's so many boxes for so many people and so many options and oh, people yeah. will just be re-gifting. If I had an office, if we had like a studio, I would have a, a closet that we just fill with our loot crate and, and garbage <laughs> <laughs> and and we would use them as promotional material and 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 giveaways and stuff like that. Like 
that's, I mean, like, because, listen, money was spent, that thing is worth something, and if you want something, you know, here you go. Like, that's, that's not a bad idea. It's a great way to, like, fill your inventory. <laughs> Instead of having, like, a candy dish in your office, you just have, like, a loot crate yeah. dish where it's like, hey, yeah, here you go. Here's a blind box from DC Scribble Knots. Take, you know, take a tchotchke, take a something. Yeah, exactly. Take something out of the box. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for watching this episode. And we'll see you guys maybe next week with another episode of, uh, sure, of, why our, not? of our live chat where we, uh, and we'll have another topic that we'll naturally stray from, and, I'm sure. And, and, and maybe it'll actually be on Wednesday as the thing. This, that we've kind of been doing this as a fill-in show for the weekly poll because yeah, that didn't happen. Is, yeah, when the weekly poll can't happen, there's no reason not to take the, the time slot. Why not? I mean, hey, fans got to watch something. They might as well watch us. Yeah, right? Come on, guys. <laughs> and also, too, I like some people in the comments are saying, is this show going to have a name or is it just going to be streaming with Sal and Joel? I'm like, oh, should it have a name? Maybe you guys should pitch some names. I would like to hear a few name ideas. I'm working on a few. I actually tried to come up with one today and I'm like, no, I'm not going to rush it. I'll... When we come up with a name, we will have one. For now, it's well, just... This is the show. <laughs> tell you what, if you're interested, I actually have like a text file on my computer where it's literally just names for shows for comic book casts that either haven't happened or I'm banking for such a case. I'll tell That's you what, after idea. this, we'll, we'll go through the list and I'll see if any stick out to you. Love it. Love it. Okay, cool. Well, then we're going to have to go. I'll see you guys next time. And uh, hey, uh, we just got back from Baltimore Comic-Con. Right after this episode, I'm going to export an, a, the, our video uh, nice. where we get recommendations for what to do on back issues from a few choice characters at Baltimore Comic-Con. So Ooh. stay tuned for that tomorrow. We'll see you guys next week. And hey, before we go, I'm just going to give you guys a quick reminder. We have a Patreon over on Comic Pop. If you go to patreon.com uh, slash comic pop, it was actually uh, a card in the beginning of this episode. Uh, you can check it out, see if it's right for you. We got a couple of cool rewards, and uh, we're just trying to upgrade the apparatus, as it were. Make things a little bit more uh, more uh, good. <laughs> Uh, comic book ass has a patreon too i don't have a patreon but if you want to send me stuff please do yeah i think there's actually a support button you can put on the channel that you could just literally link to and boom. really oh yeah 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 go onto your channel and 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 activate the support button yeah and maybe maybe you get something that'll be good good christmas is coming yeah yeah exactly i gotta get gifts for some people <laughs> Yeah, really. Dude, gifts, and I gotta fix my teeth too, man. I've been going to the dentist a lot, man. That is expensive. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it's worth the money though. You gotta take care of your teeth, folks. You do. If you take nothing away from this episode about video stores, yeah. take care of your teeth. Take care of your teeth, because listen, that shit don't grow back. It don't.